The Joy of M Sports presents The Sweet Spot with Corey Bradley. Welcome to The Sweet Spot, sponsored by Pinch a Penny Pool Patio and Spa. I'm your host, Corey Bradley. Today, we're going to dive into some NFL talk, and I'm joined by my good friend, Rex Ruiz. Rex, how you doing, man? I'm doing great. It's great to be back. Man, it's good to have you back, man. Uh, no, it's been a while since we've had a conversation on the sweet spot. We've had some off-air conversations. <laughs> yes, but, sir. Uh, yes, sir. I'm glad to have you on as a guest, man. Now, starting out with this episode, we're going to start out with a segment called Who You Got? So I'm going to ask you a question, and you tell me who would you rather have. All right? Okay. Kyler or Lamar? Lamar. Why Lamar? Well, I just think he's a little bit more seasoned. He's got a little more time in the league, and uh, he's a man. Not, not, nothing against Kyler, but uh, Lamar, I think, has got a, a little, his tools are a little more refined. Yeah, I'm with you on that. I think Kyler's coming though. But yes, I, but, yeah, yeah. Uh, but it's as just a today, matter of time. Yeah, as of today, I'm with you on that. I take Lamar. Okay. Also. McCaffrey or Derrick Henry? Who would you rather have between those two? Well, healthy. Yeah, healthy. <laughs> healthy. Both 100% ready to go. I'd have to go with McCaffrey, although I have just so much respect for, for uh, Derrick Henry. He he can he can carry a game. He can change a game. But I think McCaffrey has got more overall tools when he, you get into the receiving and whatnot. Yeah, that's with me, too. Like McCaffrey, like you mentioned, not only in the rushing game but receiving game, return game if you need him to do it like you did when he was at Stanford. Like you said, full respect for Derrick Henry. He is a man amongst boys when he's Absolutely. playing. Absolutely. Absolutely. Christian McCaffrey does so much more for your team in so many different facets for the Carolina Panthers. So we're two for two. Two for two. I think it, this could be this is gonna be a tricky one, this next one right here. Hopkins, Diggs, or Adams? Hopkins, Diggs, or Adams at the receiver position? Well, that's that is tricky, and I'd have to go with Adams, and I'll tell you why because I believe he's going to get the best opportunities of those guys due to due to his quarterback Aaron Rodgers. That's three for three, man. I'm going to Adams too. Like, there's something about him. I watched some him break down film, and just to hear the way that he and Aaron Rodgers are on the same page and how they see some of the same things without verbally communicating it. And DeAndre Hopkins is, you know, a, a he's just you know blessed with talent. Like, of course, we know he and what Diggs has done with Josh Allen this year. But Adams, man, just hearing him break down film, just kind of getting a chance to see so, his football intelligence. Exactly, and, and that could have almost been a like a a two parter. It yeah. could have been it could have been DeAndre with Kyler yeah. and 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 uh, Stefan with Josh yeah. and Adams with Aaron. And yeah. and I and that that's what leaned me was Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, yeah. Although I, I we just talked about Kyler Murray and brevity, and he's 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 going to come on. He's going to be good. Josh Allen's there. He, oh man, he's we'll, there. We'll get into that guy a little bit later because I did not see this coming with him. But Josh Allen has really elevated his game yeah. uh, beyond anybody's realistic expectations nah. for, the, for him for this year. Nah. Travis Kelsey or George Kittle? Who would you rather have? Well, that's I, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm a little biased. Um, I, any, I, it would be Kittle. Yeah, it really would yeah. be, in my opinion. Um, nothing against uh, Kelsey is he's obviously proven. Kittle is. I don't think Kittle has shown yet exactly how good he's going to be. And when he comes back healthy, 
He's going to have a fire under him next year. Watch out. Yeah. Um, Travis Kelsey is amazing at what he does. Yes, sir. And you can get him to ball in so many different areas of the field. But with George Kittle, I feel like he could take, you know, an eight-yard slant to the house. Or you could throw a bomb to him 45 yards down the field. He can bring that in for six. I think Kittle is a little bit more versatile, I feel like, in a way. Agree. A little, little, you know I, I, I'll go one step further. I'm, I'm pretty positive Kittle's a much better blocker. Oh, for sure. 100%. You don't think about Kelsey as a blocker. You don't even see No, him. I do. That's yeah, <laughs> I said Kittle. I meant Kelsey. You don't see Kelsey at all like blocking much. You always see him in a receiving game, so he's kind of like a hybrid between a receiver and a tight end. Yeah. But George Kittle is – He likes to pancake people. He went to Iowa. Right. So you know how Iowa does with their yeah. tight ends, man. T.J. Yeah. Hawkinson, uh, first-round pick for the Lions. Noah Fant, first-round pick for the Bron- uh, Broncos, all went to Iowa. They uh, definitely know how to breed their tight ends. Yeah. So that's four for four. I think we're going to be five for five, but I'm going to see what you got on this last one. Down four with 112 left and 80 yards to go. You need one QB to get it done. Who you got? Down for well, it's gonna be the uh, Mr. Mahomes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a no-brainer, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he just has he, he he's gonna get it done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, Aaron Rodgers came to mind, but no, Mahomes hands down would be my my go-to if I had to pick one guy. It's you know like you know me, me and I couldn't know. pick Joe Montana. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so like just being a Steelers fan, it's frustrating watching the Chiefs and seeing how good they are and Mahomes and the things that he does. And it's just like there's no way he's gonna get this done and come come back from 15 down. And, and, and the down. thing is, Corey, he makes it look easy. He does effortless, man. Yeah. It's frustrating because they're they're gonna be around for a long time, man. They're they're not falling off anytime no. soon. No. <laughs> It hurts me as a Steelers fan, as you can see. <laughs> so that was our Who You Got segment. Getting more of your opinions here. Who's been the most surprising team in the NFL thus far? Uh, I wouldn't necessarily say surprise, but I would say Buffalo Bills. Okay. You know, I mean, they were supposed to be good, but um, I've watched them play just uh, one way or the other several times this year. I'm very impressed all around. They got a they got a good defense and and Josh Allen like we spoke about a little bit. He's the real deal and uh they're they're a fun team to watch. I wouldn't necessarily say surprise, but they've been a pleasant surprise to me. Yeah. I agree. Um that was my original thought was the Buffalo Bills cuz like you say they went to the playoffs last year, lost in a wild card to the Houston Texans. We thought they would be good this year, but they've really elevated their mm-hmm. game this year. Yeah, they've proven uh, themselves. They've proven that they they belong with the best of the best in the AFC. My, my most surprising team, I stay in that same division in the AFC East, Miami, Miami Dolphins. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. 9 and 5, I did not see them fighting for a playoff spot in this first year under Tua. Brian Flores, second year. What a job that he's done as the head coach uh, there for the Dolphins. You know, they're, they're, that's another defense, too, that's that's unreal, man. Xavier Howard leads to NFL interceptions. You know, Kyle Van Noy and Christian Wilkins, they're, they're loaded, man. I mean, they have a lot of young talent. And Flores, I think it's more just a coaching job that they've done with the group that they've acquired. Yeah, and even before Tua came in, you know, Fitzpatrick was yeah. doing just, just, he, he was. just fine. He was. That's why I was surprised when we talked about this. That they went to Tua when they went to Tua, you know, when they... Yeah, went. and, you know, I had mixed emotions about that. At first, I heard Fitzpatrick say he was really 
bummed out. But he's a team guy, so he's going to help tour the best he can. And, and you know, that that's that's really cool to have somebody of that experience level yeah. to kind of put Tua under his wing. So he's been a good team player as far as that goes, and Tua's been proving himself. You know, I was had mixed emotions as, as well. I thought that they were rushing. I, I like my rookie QBs to sit. That's just me because I feel like it's a totally different level between being a student athlete to becoming – an everyday professional athlete, you know, like I like my rookies to sit if they can, you know, learn. Yeah, that's like that's the big, that's the big if. It's, yeah. it's 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 dictated on circumstances. Yeah, yeah. I mean, of course, there could be injuries or something like yeah. that. But I wondered if Flores' hand was was forced, seeing what Justin Herbert's doing with the Chargers, uh, seeing what Burrow was doing with the Bengals. Yeah, I wondered they felt well. Let's see what we got with Tua. Let's prove that we got our guy as well. You know, when they well, were, and you know they had to, they did have to test him before yeah. before the, uh, the upcoming draft. Yeah. You know, if if if, if uh, Fitzpatrick is is going to be good for whoever he plays with, but let's face it, he's a journeyman. Yeah. So they needed to make sure that they had the real deal in Tua. That that was that I think that decision making process. Now, who's been your most disappointing team? San Francisco Forty ers Yeah. 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 I mean, and that's, you know, when you asked me if I wanted to come on, uh, I, I, of course, Corey, I'd always come and talk yeah, yeah, to you. Yeah. But what I did not want to do is is get behind this microphone and, and, and you know, sour grapes and wine. I yeah. mean, we, we've been decimated by injuries. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's there's just no way you can have that type of a loss and, and still have a you know a shot for the playoffs and they, they they play hard every game i watched them yesterday they they play their tails off still which which i'm happy and proud of them for but they've just been you know i i heard something i, I didn't hear this till yesterday but one of the announcers said that they've had 78 guys play one game or more for them this year and last i heard there's there's 22 guys on the field yeah. and 53 53 guys on a roster so yeah. that's it's unheard of yeah. so anyway it is what it is and 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 you know they'll hopefully heal up this off season and, and they'll come back with the fire and, and sure. if if they don't if they don't um lose too many people to free agency and have a good draft watch out yeah they're gonna be back that's me too. I had the 49ers as well. And it wasn't like disappointing like they haven't lived up to expectations. It's like it's disappointing that we need to get a chance to see this team live up to their potential. Right. You know, coming right. back from uh the Super Bowl appearance and not getting a chance to see how they could, you know, take it to the next level. You know, exactly. Yeah. And and yeah. bounce back from that Super Bowl loss. Exactly. Which I thought I was confident they would, but yeah. They got dictated by injuries. Yeah. Out the gate like week 2. Yeah. Week 2 Nick Bosa Anyway, goes but down. again, it is, it is what it is. It, yeah. Every team has injuries, and yeah. so I can't whine about it. But, but you say that, and I respect that you don't want to whine and everything. But, dude, I've never seen anybody go through what the 49ers No, 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 no. You no, know no. what I'm saying? Like, I'm going to be honest. I have never seen any professional team or any sports team on any level go through what they've done. I mean, it's been injuries after injuries after injuries. And and it's something that's it's really unheard of, man. Yeah, they've been the uh, the NFL's twenty twenty example. Yeah, you know that's been a weird year for the world, and it's been a weird year for them. Man, now we kind of touched on this a little bit, and you may have to double back. But who's that one player that's really opened your eyes this season? 
Well, you know, you, you mentioned that, and I thought about it, and I, I've got, it's, I'll give you two answers. Well, it's kind of three answers, but Eric Metcalf, or excuse me, not Eric Metcalf, uh, DJ yeah, Metcalf, DK, DK, DK who I, I, you know, I knew already he, how good he was, but watching the Seahawks play this year, I mean, he's a freak. Yeah. And, and and then I was watching a Titans game, and and all of a sudden there's AJ Brown, and I said, "Whoa, wait, wait a minute! Those two guys played together yeah. at Ole Miss, yeah. and how in the world did they not win the SEC and and have a better record?" Yeah. I went back and looked it up. I think they're five and seven, yeah. and I said, "Whoa!" But the, both of them are beasts. Mm-hmm. But if you ask me, somebody who really opened my eyes, who I didn't know who the heck he was. Is uh, uh, Mr. Robinson for the Jackson, Jacksonville yeah. Jaguars? Yeah. Undrafted, yeah. came out, made the team. He's got over a thousand yards, and every team I've watched, either either running or receiving, he gets these yards. Yeah. It's like he, he went up the middle, and the next thing he said, "Well, it's second and four. <laughs> he picked up six yards. I'm like, wow! And he he does that consistently. Yeah. He's a really talented guy." who nobody thought enough of to draft. So mm-hmm. that would be an eye-opener for me. Yeah, he's an undrafted guy, as you mentioned. I think he went to Illinois State, if I'm not yeah, mistaken. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Jags definitely found a diamond in the rough there. Yeah. They, they need plenty of those. I mean, enough <laughs> enough so where they let Leonard Fournette go. Yeah. And, said, and I thought, well, why would they do that? And it was they, they had enough confidence in what they saw out of this kid in, in a weird training camp. But regardless, he's doing it. Yeah. For me, that one player, and we kind of touched about it a little bit earlier, was Josh Allen. I did not see him having this kind of year. He's thrown for 4,000 yards, 30 touchdowns, 9 interceptions. That's a 10-touchdown to 3-interception uh, ratio. I did not see Josh Allen having this no. kind of season no. at all. I didn't have any faith in him coming out of Wyoming. And I picked the Patriots to win the division this year because I was like, the Bills are going to be good, the defense is great, I know. But I have no faith in Josh Allen, and he has definitely changed – my opinion, just seeing the work no, that he, he's, he, put, he's put the team on his back. Yeah, he really has. Um, and if he has to run for it, he ain't gonna be sliding. No, <laughs> you know no. if it's gonna if he's going for first down, he's gonna put his shoulder down. He's a big boy, and uh, he's cool too. Yeah. I don't know if you've heard him interviewed. He's a cool guy. Yeah, yeah. He he does not shy away at all. He embraces every challenge, full of confidence. And like you said, he's taking the bills on his back. I saw. Uh, Jordan Palmer, Carson Palmer's brother, he he trained with Josh Allen in the offseason and did a lot of work kind of working on his mechanics and getting Allen to where he needs to be, you know, kind of getting rid of some of the kinks that he had mm-hmm. in his mechanics to take him to this level. I mean, he's kind of a – he won't win the MVP, but I wouldn't be surprised if he got some consideration. Sure. You know, but sure. we know I think for sure it's going to be Mahomes or Rodgers, but I think Mahomes for sure will probably get to the award yeah. this season. Yeah. So – Who's your best AFC team? Who would you say is the best AFC team? Uh, the Chiefs. Yeah. The yeah. Chiefs. Yeah. And, the, the, you know, the, the AFC, I think, has got um, a greater amount of teams that could win it mm-hmm. as compared to the NFC. Uh, the NFC really doesn't have any really high standouts. But as far as uh, – I thought about this. As far as who's going to go to the Super Bowl in the AFC – well, of course, the Chiefs are the front runners. Yeah. Then, you know, I always think about my buddies, you know, because my, my team's out of it. So I think yeah. about my buddies. I think of you for Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. And Pittsburgh, you know, they, they could still do it. Yeah. Uh, Tennessee is strong. 
and and I think of my buddy uh, T.J. King, I, a good friend of mine from up at the golf course, and and he's he's a Miami fanatic <laughs> you know so i've been i've been living vicariously cheering for them through him but uh buffalo yeah buffalo is gonna it, i'm gonna tell you something they can give uh, a run for the money to the chiefs they really could and you know josh allen looked rattled in the playoffs last year against the houston texans before they lost in overtime and he does not he seems to be poised this year he seems to kind of it's it's all clicked. The light bulb has has come on for him. So yeah, right, right. The, but the but any tough. of those other teams I mentioned, yeah. Pittsburgh, the yeah. Titans, Miami, it wouldn't surprise me if somehow they got there. So you're looking in the AFC. Pittsburgh's eleven and two. Buffalo's eleven and three. Chiefs are thirteen and one. You have the Titans, the Colts, and the Browns all at ten and four. Yeah, I didn't even mention the the those two teams, and they're good too. As far as as far as Indianapolis and uh, Baker Brent, Mayfield's yeah. gang. Yeah. You know, so so yeah. That again, that's what I'm saying. The AFC's got a deeper Ravens at nine and five. A, a deeper <laughs> amount of of quality teams. Yeah. Whereas the NFC, I don't know, yeah. not so much. I, I, and I'm, I'm an NFC guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ravens at nine and five. Dolphins at nine and five. It's definitely by far the better. It's gonna be. So it's gonna be. I can't wait for the playoffs. Yeah. And somebody's going to be left out of the group, you know? Right. Not I everyone's going to make it. Not everyone's going to get it. You do have that extra. And that's the weird thing is it's in this year where you do have that extra spot for the wild card position. So it's three spots instead of two. So that helps some of those teams, but still somebody will be on the outside looking in. Now, right. moving towards your NFC, yeah. who's, who's the best NFC team in your opinion? So again, there's there's some very good teams, but no great teams. Yeah. I I would if I had to pick one, I'd pick the Packers. Would you? Yeah. I mean, so the you you know there's Seattle. Seattle's real good. Uh, what Seattle doesn't have this year is the twelfth man. They don't mm-hmm. get that dominant home field due to this COVID stuff, right? They don't have the the big. You know, you did not want to go into Seattle to play. Now it's no big deal. Yeah. Um, the Rams, uh, you know, if provided they play better than they played against the Jets, they could be, they could be up there. Um, who else? Uh, New Orleans. Yeah. Eh, yeah. Uh, what do you call it? Drew Brees. Yeah. I don't think he was playing all that great before he got hurt. Yeah. Um, everybody's was raving about Tampa Bay. I'm not sold on them, you know? Mm-hmm. So of all those teams in, in the poor AFC East, you know, I don't see anybody coming out of there strong. Yeah. So if I had to pick one, it'd be Aaron Rodgers and, and throwing the ball to Devontae Adams. You know, with me, uh, I struggle with this one as well because, like you said, isn't like a clear front runner as we kind of do with the uh, Chiefs and the AFC. But for me, I am going Tampa Bay, and I know it's inconsistent play. They haven't been consistent at all on either side of the ball. But I feel like th- – just looking at head to head, okay, they lost to the Saints both times. I feel like they played them tomorrow, they beat them. Mm-hmm. They played them in the playoffs, I think they'll beat them the third time. And they demolished the Packers when they played them earlier this year. I've never seen Aaron Rodgers look so bad on the football field. And it was embarrassing, you know. And you can see how frustrated he was, you know, how, how prideful Aaron Rodgers is. And he couldn't do anything. It didn't matter what the Packers did on that Sunday, the Buccaneers owned him. And so I think with that defense with, you know, Devin White, Levante David, Anton Winfield Jr., rookie, man. He plays like he's been in the league four or five years. You know, of course, his dad uh, was all pro corner back in the day of the Vikings and Bills. 
But I feel like Tampa Bay. I think that's going to be the team to watch for in the playoffs. I think they'll finally. Well, they definitely, try. they definitely have got the they star got power. The talent, right? They got the star they power. They put it all together. Right, yeah. and I, and you know that if they do, you 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 might have a, a good shot. But it's just amazing. They, like I said, on paper, yeah, come on, yeah, they're the best team money can buy. But you know, when Still on the shows. field they haven't done it, and yeah. guess what? They play on the field. Play on the field. <laughs> That's where it matters most. I mean, even with the Falcons, I mean, they were down, I think, like seventeen in that game before they came back and win that one. I mean, now I do feel like adding Antonio Brown. You know, me being a Steelers fan, I didn't. I was done with AB before the Steelers were done with AB, right? Right. So when Tampa Bay went and got him, I was like, that's the last thing you need. It's like you didn't need any more help. You have Godwin and Evans and Fournette and Ronald Jones. You know, Scotty Miller's made plays. Uh, the rookie Tyler Johnson from Minnesota has made plays. Gronk. Gronk. You know, Cameron Brady. I didn't feel like they didn't need that. So then you're now you're trying to think of how can we keep Brown happy? How can we spread the Brown around and get everybody involved? And I feel like that's actually let them take a step back, you know, trying to figure out, along with Tom Brady and Bruce Arians' first, uh, first the year. The chemistry between them, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because I saw a graphic where it showed, like, Tim Couch and Jameis Winston and all these different quarterbacks in their first year under Bruce Arians and how they had their worst years in that first year under his system. Mm-hmm. And Brady, you know, of course, has been an adjustment for him, you know, figuring out what to do with that Tampa Bay offensive scheme as well. Hey, this is Alexis Milanowski for the Houston Academy Raiders. You're listening to The Sweet Spot with Corey Bradley on the Joy FM Sports. Care Animal Center is a business ministry partner with the Joy FM. Their goal has always been to assemble a team that's dedicated to providing quality veterinary services for their clients' pets. Care Animal Center offers surgical, dental, medical, and pet wellness programs for that furry member of the family. Their website is care-animal.net. Care Animal Center, 3454 West Main Street in Dothan. Phone 334-794-6333. Denny Vision is a proud supporter of the Joy FM, and their number one priority is patient satisfaction. They strive to provide a positive experience from the moment each person walks into the office. Denny Vision has an optical lab to create lenses on site, along with a selection of designer optical and sunglass frames. They focus on promoting good eye health while assisting patients in having the clearest vision possible. Their doctors help see the difference, which is their slogan. Located at 151 East Main Street in Dothan, online at DennyVision.com or phone 334-793-2633. Pinch a Penny Pool, Patio, and Spa is a proud business ministry partner with the Joy FM. More than just a full-service pool and supply company, they offer backyard entertainment options like big green eggs, clear light infrared saunas, and patio furniture. Now locally owned and operated by Jason and Amy Sharp, Pinch a Penny Pool, Patio, and Spa, 1435 Westgate Parkway in Dothan. Phone 334-671-POOL. Hey, this is Kate Snell for the Auburn Tigers, and you're listening to The Sweet Spot with Corey Bradley on the Joy FM Sports. So I'm currently joined by my guy Rex Ruiz, talking to NFL. Of course, he's a 49ers fan, and, you know, talking about San Francisco. We talked about him a little bit earlier. We're going to dive in a little bit deeper with San Francisco now. This segment's going to be called Rapid Fire. Okay. So... I'm going to give you a scenario. You tell me yes or no. Don't elaborate on that scenario yet. We'll circle back, and then you can elaborate on that particular situation. <laughs> okay. All right. So rapid fire. 
Bring back Garoppolo, yes or no? Yes. Draft a QB, yes or no? Yes. Number three pick in the 2017 draft, Solomon Thomas, is going to be a free agent. Resign him, yes or no? No. Going back to bring back Garoppolo, you said yes. How come? Because I haven't given up on him. Okay, I, I think I would let him compete. For the, I, I wouldn't say he's the, the front runner or the starter. I'd let him compete. And, and, you know, if he proves himself, so be it. I like that. I like that. But you still want to draft a QB. Who are you targeting? Who are you hoping or that they uh, may draft? Well, you know, we're not going to get, you know, the, the kid from Clemson because yeah. we won't have that good of a choice. Uh, Thompson, is it Zach? What, what is the kid's name from BYU? What's you have, uh, Zach Wilson. Zach, Zach Wilson. Wilson. I, I was saying Zach Thompson. My, I, my, I, know my, you meant, I know you meant. Well, Zach Thompson's my good buddy from uh, <laughs> from the from the golfing links. But no, so so yeah, the, the gentleman from BYU. Yeah. He, he'd be he'd be up there for sure. So you wouldn't have a problem taking him. In the first round, obviously, that's where he's going to go. So their 49ers first pick, you wouldn't have a problem if they took Zach Wilson. No, and and then, again, you know, you make it a competition. Now, that said, if we were going the elaboration route, um, you know, a trade before the draft changes everything. Mm -hmm. If there's some type of – I keep hearing Stafford, you know. So if we we happen to have a way of landing Matthew Stafford – then that would change my first two rapid fire answers. Yeah, for sure. You know, I, there's no no question he's he's better than Garoppolo yeah. in my mind at this point. Yeah. Maybe, maybe Garoppolo can get that good one day, and maybe uh, Wilson can get that good one day. But so I'm going to recant a little bit on those rapid fires. But the, and that's how the draft works. You know that. Yeah. You know that. You you have a need list, and but then all of a sudden in free agency. That list can get thrown out the window if you pick up, you know, different pieces. Mm-hmm. And that's the beauty of it. That's the beauty of it. It's like through free agency or trade. It's like, okay, now we can reshift our needs a little bit in the draft and target another position, another area yeah. of need. Yeah. So number three pick, Solomon Thomas in a 2017 draft. You said no. Yeah, and and I feel bad because you know he he. It's not due to lack of effort, but he just hasn't panned out that much, and he gets hurt. He gets hurt a lot. Not as much as D. Ford. Oh, man. But he gets hurt a lot. Yeah, D. Ford, man, you know, being an Auburn guy. Yeah, that's the thing. I'm an Auburn guy, too, and it's just been – I was so excited when we got him. I was excited for you, too. And and I don't think he's played more than about five games. And, you know? and it's not like, oh, all of a sudden he's hurt. He was hurt in college. He was hurt on the Plains, you know, during his entire career. For yeah. And when, when he is healthy, he's a beast. He's a beast. But, you know. When is he healthy? It's, it's, uh, that's where it gets into a business, and you're paying a lot, a lot of money for not having somebody on the field. It's tough. Man, D4, get healthy, man. Like, Quan Alexander's another guy they had before they trained to the Saints. Like, there's so much potential and just greatness with that defense that we saw just from a year ago that now it's a lot of question marks because guys have just been banged up left and right, along with trading DeForest Buckner in this same year where everything kind of uh, transpired. Now, how do you assess the team's needs this offseason with all the injuries that have taken place this year? How do you assess what you really need from a team standpoint? So – you know, so let, let's pretend that everybody gets healthy yeah. over the, uh, what do we need? Uh, I would say secondary help is the the biggest need. The running backs were fine. 
I'm really getting more and more comfortable with the wide receivers with Ayuk and uh, Ayuk and Debo. Forget about it. I mean, and then Kittle comes back. Uh, the defense, provided they're healthy again, the defensive yeah. line will come back. The linebackers are just fine, even with Quan leaving with, yeah. with between Fred Warner and Dre uh, Greenlaw. Who you know? That's my my, my <laughs> he was my diamond in the rough. I'd, I've been talking to you about him yeah. long before he started playing well. Fifth round pick, yeah. You know, so I would have to say the secondary. Um, and and there's there's still good guys in the secondary. I'm sure you've you've been up to speed on Richard Sherman yeah. saying it's it's very unlikely he'll mm-hmm. be back due to a numbers game. But then you talk to John Lynch and he says, well, I'm I'm not so sure about that. Really? Okay. Yeah. Okay. You know, I, yeah, I read several comments by Sherman saying it, but I didn't know John Lynch counted with. He, yeah, he said he said well, what he said he says that's the agent Richard Sherman's talking because he represents yeah. himself. He yeah. goes, that's not the player talking yeah, yeah, okay. because okay. he likes it here and he'd he like does. to be back here. He does, and you can tell. Like I've, you know, I can't remember what game it was. It may have been. Uh, well, he's been y- he's, y'all, be, y'all beat the Rams, right? Y'all beat the Rams twice, twice, yeah, four, yeah. four straight yeah. times, yeah, yeah. So I feel like it was one of the last times. I want to say it was one of those games where he talked about you could just see the exuberance and the excitement that he has for that team, and he was just coming back from IR. You know, he missed the most uh, a lot of the season. And then, as well. then, then another, I won't call this a need, but another very important uh, transaction that needs to be made is to make sure we retain Robbie Gold, yeah. who's just money. He's money, and he was he was another one of those guys. He was supposed to be gone. You know, he even he said it. He was going to go back to the Bears, but Lynch says eh, not yep. so fast. I remembered it, and so uh, they they re-upped him just for the one year. So it's going to be the same situation. But I really hope we keep him if at all possible. What about Trent Williams? He's a free agent, tart as well. What about well, the, and again, it, it it's if affordability. Yes, of course, I want yeah. Trent Williams back. What's your priority though, as far as Williams, Tart, Sherman? Who, if you has, if, if you don't choose one of those three to come back, I'd be? pick Williams. Yeah, yeah. The corner, sure. you know, he's the uh, McGlinchey at the other tackle is he's he's just getting better and better mm-hmm. and better, and and Trent Williams is elite. So yeah, I mean, if I had to lose anybody, I I would not want it to be Trent Williams. Because he's the other bookend, yeah. And sure. we got the running backs, and the running game, and, and the passing game starts with the running game, as you know. Now, has there been a silver lining for this year's Forty ers team? Uh, anybody that's popped out that maybe wouldn't have had a chance to, you know, showcase their abilities? Any silver lining? Uh, not, really. not really. Jeff Jeff Wilson is Jeff Wilson. Who I knew was real good, mm-hmm. and you know he was a practice squad guy last year. Um, he he's got more opportunity to showcase his running ability and his receiving ability. And with Mostert being hurt and Coleman being hurt, you know Jeff Wilson, I guess, would be you know a silver lining. But I, I already knew he was good. What about Kerry Hyder? What, what, what are your thoughts? Well, he's a there? stud. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah. He's really impressed me this year. Getting a chance to see him play. Yeah, you know, um, the, the, their linemen, their defensive linemen, they play their tails off, and and they're no, they're not Bosa, but but they uh, they're, they're showing out. So with Christmas, you know, it's this week. It's that time of the year. You know, there's a lot of wish lists going on, and. You know, my mom asked me, Corey, what do you want for Christmas? And you know, I'm all about gift cards. You know, give me a gift card, Olive Garden. I love it. You know, that's my spot. But for you, we're going to do a, a sports wish list. Yeah. So this could be 49ers related. This could be 
any of your other teams related, or it just could be sports in general. Okay. Do you have a wish list that you have for this Christmas season of sports? So it's a two-prong answer, both NFL-related. Um, I, I hope for the NFL to return to some type of normalcy next year, that, you know, obviously starting with the world that COVID gets by, everybody gets healthy, and we can stop you know, living in a – in a state of panic, so to speak, or, or at least odd, odd circumstances. And so that said, the NFL, the fans are back and it's back to normal. And then my real wish, as far as, you know, it's going to go to the 49ers, it would be that they just somehow have a long off season of everybody getting healthy and coming back with just, I mean, they're going to have a fire lit under them to say, okay, we really were that good. Last year was mm-hmm. an anomaly, mm-hmm. as as most people would probably agree. But you got to prove it. You know, talk it. is cheap. Yeah. So that would be my wish: say that we get healthy and come back and and prove that we're you know a, an elite team in the NFC. Yeah, I'm I'm hoping the same thing, man. You know, I I grew up. Um, we talked about this. I had a Steve Young jersey. You know, Jerry Rice is the best receiver of all time, regardless of what Randy Moss said <laughs> yeah, right. recently. Right? We know Jerry He's the Rice goat. is the goat, man. Right? So, you know, I've always had a close eye on the 49ers, especially you know when Harbaugh had his imprint there and the, the impact he had in that short time in San Francisco. So I'm excited too. I want to see the 49ers get back. I picked them to make the playoffs, even in the midst of I think it was about week four, week five. I still, hey, this 49ers team. Let them get healthy. Let them get healthy. But it just continued the downward spiral yeah. Yeah. as far as the health goes. So I want to see the 49ers get back to competing in the toughest division in the NFL, the NFC West. As we know, the Cardinals, the Rams, and Seahawks will be there to stay. So that's going to be uh, you know, a tough division for years to come. Yeah, Rex, man. I appreciate you, man. It's always good to see you. No, it's great to, to see show. you. And and again, like I said, if if uh, I hope I hope you guys do well. I'll be cheering for Pittsburgh. For you, and, and, and when we talked, I just started thinking, shoot, I want these playoffs to start yeah. soon. It's going to be fun. January night. It's going to be fun. It's going to be a good good deal. Man, I'm excited. That's going to be an exciting time for me, period, because January 8th on that Friday, I'm coaching a 9- and 10-year-old boys basketball team. We have our first game on that Friday. Oh, cool. And then the wild card NFL playoff start on the next day on January 9th. So well, good luck on all counts. We appreciate it, man. I'm excited for my guys. We've been working hard. We've had six practices and uh, I'm super excited for this year, man. I think we'll do big things. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. Rex, man, I appreciate you as always. Tell Tess I said hello. Right? Okay, and an early Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, man. You're listening to The Sweet Spot with Corey Bradley on the Joy FM Sports. It's more than a game. Attorney Kaz Espy is a proud supporter of The Sweet Spot with Corey Bradley. Kaz has experience in both federal and state courts regarding a wide range of civil matters. Specializing in bankruptcy, debt resolution, probate, and estate planning, Kaz listens to the concerns of his clients, understanding their individual needs. Attorney Kaz Espy, phone 334-793-6288 or online at espymetcalf.com. No representation is made that the quality of legal services to be performed is greater than the quality of legal services performed by other lawyers. Many of us spend more time thinking about what's for dinner than thinking about retirement. But if you think your retirement deserves more attention, I can help. I'm Edward Jones Financial Advisor, Greg Wakefield. Stop by our office at 5630 West Main Street in Dothan. Edward Jones, making sense of investing. Member SIPC. 
Ridgecrest Baptist Church proudly supports all local athletics. At Ridgecrest, we have many opportunities for all ages, including children, middle school, high school, and college students. I'm Chase Fault, the student pastor, and I want to invite you to see how your family might fit in at Ridgecrest. Learn more on our website at rbcdothan.org. Welcome back to the sweet spot as we close with today's Triple C segment, Corey's Closing Comments. This is what I want to share with you today. So speak encouraging words to one another. Build up hope so you'll all be together in this. No one left out, no one left behind. I know you're already doing this, just keep on doing it. And that's from 1 Thessalonians 5.11, the Message Bible Version. So it tells us to speak encouraging words to one another. This is something that we've been taught at a very young age, but it's never too late to have a reminder. Our words carry weight. What we say matters, how we say it matters. When we say those words matter as well. We have word power. The things you say can lift up a person and they can tear them down as well. So always remember the things that you say are important. I don't care if it's your family members, your friends, it's your coworker, it doesn't matter who they are, whether you know them or not. Just make sure the things that you're saying are only positive things, things that will help them and encourage them. We all know how difficult the year 2020 has been. It's been very challenging for each and every one of us. You know, sometimes a quick text, hey, how are you doing? I just want to see how you and your family are. I haven't talked to you. Or maybe a, a phone call just to let people know that you're thinking about them as well. I mean, we're all in this together. No one wants to be left out. No one wants to be left behind. So just make sure those things that you're saying, the things that you're doing are encouraging others. It's not just about you. It's not just about us. Those words that you say to those people around you, they really carry weight. So always remember, speak encouraging words to one another. Build up hope so you'll all be together in this. No one left out no one left behind i know you're already doing this just keep on doing it and as we always say there's nothing better than being in the sweet spot stay in the sweet spot on the joy fm sports facebook page this has been a presentation of the joy fm sports it's more than a game